0: I'm a man! I'm 40!
1: Here we are, episode 40 Again, getting that midlife crisis right now going Yeah, on. Mike Dundee <laughs> Yeah, so episode Show uh, episode... me the money we're, we're a man We're 40 <laughs> Come <laughs> to me Yeah, I'm 40 You know, uh, actually
0: I'm gonna put the clip on I'm gonna put the, the sound, sound bite from that press conference
1: Yeah on this. <laughs> And so here we are, man. It's like wow, forty episodes, and um, well, pretty much six months. So when we when we started rocking and rolling. So um, you know, now we're on the course of once a week. Everyone put in your uh, y- your calendar. Oh yeah, it's 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 you know, oh it's time for the next episode. You know, so uh what happened this week with you? Anything good? Anything funny? Anything you know? Um. Well, I went
0: to church on Wednesday night. They had um the service here in my new uh, neighborhood, so to speak. So we went to my, my um my family. My mom got in touch with the pastor, and they had the service around the same time as like the Nick game. So mm-hmm. I'm like, why do they have like service at night? Why do they have to be at the nick game? Why isn't it at the day? Um during the day. So I kind of wasn't intending on going. But then right when um everyone was about to leave, like I was like, all right, well, everybody's going but me. And I'm like, I'm missing it for the nick game. And I'm like superstitious. So I was like, all right, watch like me stay home, watch this nick game. And like the Knicks like play like crap for the whole like Lent season. So I went and the Knicks actually played like shit while I was in church. So hopefully that was like my sacrifice. Cause I was thinking, I was like, you know, like um more like basically after the Yankee season ends. Like, the Giants really don't give you nothing to, like, hope for. I mean, obviously, the season, um, the whole division was, like, trash. So, the Giants actually had a chance to make it to the playoffs. We talked about that. Doug Peterson, um, fuck you, once again. Mm-hmm. Um, But, you know, and then the Knicks play. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the Knicks haven't been to the playoffs in, like, eight years. So, they usually start to fizzle out. You know, between February and March, so I was really thankful that, like, you know, two and a half months into the season, that the Knicks are playing really well. So I made that sacrifice. I went to the church, got my my ashes. They actually, um, because because of the 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 pandemic, they couldn't really give um. Actually, you know, put the the ashes on you. so to, um wow. they bless this um card with the ashes on it. So that's how that's yeah. how we receive our ashes
1: this um, this season. That's, that's crazy. Like uh, I was thinking about that. Like normally, I, I would do it. You know, I I was once. Um, my mom is devout, um, mm-hmm. and she was very upset about it the last few days that she didn't even have a chance. Uh, I'm more about mardi Gras more about fat Tuesday. I'm a fat Tuesday kid yeah mm-hmm. but um uh, that's interesting i you know I' was thinking about that um yeah that's, that's, that's crazy um but, yeah uh, that's interesting yeah but uh everything else okay yep okay cool okay so um you know a, you know a few weeks ago we were talking about random stuff talking about uh Pro wrestling and WWE, WWF in the nineties, and uh, my cousin, he's ten years older than me. He he randomly like called me up the the, the last night, was the other night, and um, I'm like bringing up all these things. I'm like, hey, remember like when I was watching Raw and you're like you would turn the TV off, and he goes, yeah, and I go, why would you do that? He was like, I was on a whole, you <laughs> know, religious thing. I was like you can't watch wrestling anymore stop so that whole thing happened like you know, last night and um but then he's like he watches the show and he's like i'm a big fan like he like he like likes it you know it's great but then i'm like talking to like my family and they're like oh yeah i i seen your podcast and i'm mm-hmm. like what like so Shug, have you have that where like people are, like yeah i'm listening to like someone you're like really close with but your family, you know, know, okay, a a year goes by, maybe six months, a year, and then, like, you're, like, talking, and you're, like, oh, you watch, you listen to what I'm saying, like, it's weird, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, I get it, I get that from, um, I get that from, like, my brother-in-law, and I get it from his brother, like, every time we, we, um, get together for, like, holidays and stuff like that, they're, like, you know, or his brother, he'll be like, I can't believe you, like, said this. Like, you really think this? (laughs) Uh, Or, you know, and he'll also be like, um, you know, like, I agree with you on this. Like, you know, um, or people, like, bring up stuff. And then I found out, like, um, this week that um, my uncle's best friend growing up, he's actually a listener on this. So, shout out to you, Marcus, if you're, um, Listening to this episode, um, so it's, it's really, really um, encouraging. Like the the um, support because we see like the numbers of like who, uh, how many listens or how many views we get, but you don't know who it is, um. So to, to find out like it's people like, you know, jumping in, and I mean I don't know about you, Mike, but like, um. I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I kind of felt, and, and I, you know, it was an interesting conversation you're bringing up on our 40th, because we always love these, um, these episodes where we, yeah, like these milestone or, um, these milestone episodes. And, like, you know, a, a lot of times, I'm going to be like honest and, 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 and really like speak from our head, Like, a lot of times, like, I felt, um, the YouTube, the podcasts that you guys listen to now, like a lot of times I felt like, you know, it was, you know, we're, we're, we're failures or we're not reaching like the heights we wanted to because the people really, really close to yeah. us, like I'm talking about, um, people you call like your best friends and stuff mm-hmm. like that, um, or even like really close family, it's like you're not getting that like support. People aren't like sharing. People aren't commenting. Da, da da da, and it's like you felt like a failure from that perspective. But you know, to hear like random people um either leave comments on the YouTube or message me out of the blue and just be. And, and we've talked about it before on on air. Like I'll be like, you know, I heard from this person that they think I'm surprised. But that that's just the the thing that keeps us going, especially going into um going into the second year of this that um it keeps us going. Like it keeps you keeps keeps you motivated.
1: Um Absolutely. that's the word motivated is like. Yeah. All right, yeah. So like, yeah, you know, I, I go back and forth with random people I know I don't know, I don't know who they are. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hey, did you watch my night? And they're like, yeah. Hey. You know it's like yeah. I get what you're saying. You know, so but, um... like we, like
0: we got
1: <laughs> oh well, I, I don't have we that got, now.
0: We got the merch.
1: I got the new studio. Oh uh,
0: Mike, Mike, has his shirt. I got the
1: new I got the new studio going though. Yes. Yeah, I got my shirt.
0: Right.
1: Um, you have it, yeah. So uh basically
0: like all this uh, stuff like we we we're trying to get big Whoa, enough.
1: here we go, hey yeah, that's the whole thing. It's like uh, yeah,
0: like we're trying to get big enough. I got I actually yeah. got some um some um fridge ma- magnets too. Like Ooh, Maron. oh my yeah. own. Oh my Yeah let's get that
1: let's get some of uh, that action going. I got some fridge uh, magnets
0: <laughs> and stuff. We got the merchandise. It feels like hey. it, it feels like space balls. Like we
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's like space balls with Mel Brooks. It's uh search for like more uh, money. Hey, we got we, we got the merchandise We got the merchandise,
0: but we don't got the base. Like
1: I'm trying, like we have the angry base. We have the angry base. Our uh, highest, you know, video. Right? What was the highest video? Remember, remember when Rock used to do that? (laughs) Me and you, yeah, I know. Me, me and you are talking real. Talk the most real, and we get uh, the most views, and we get the most hate. Let's get the hate. Should we become here? I
0: I loved it. Are we
1: heels? I are love we heels now. <laughs> I, I no, nah, I, I definitely love I that one.
0: Heel. I love that one. No, nah, I don't, but you know what? I, I like don't the, want to be heel. Yeah. I like I like the, the interaction. Like like the yeah. one with the Andrew Yang thing. Like yeah. I always post that shit. Whenever like Andrew Yang says something some nonsense, I always post the video. And then um Kanye just Kanye and Kim finally like divorced. So I, I attached like the YouTube video to that shit. Um, where is it? Yeah, but like year. people really like people were angry at that angry Andrew Yang thing. That's and good. you know what? It, it got people on there because I didn't know any of the people
1: that commented on it. And, and so guess it, what? Yeah. You know what? So we're doing the, our pre show right now. Um, and we're going to talk about an individual who inspired me to be real jayson O'Neill? yeah that's let's we'll, we'll just get into it because i don't know i have so many things to say about that i don't want to like take up, every, up the whole day with you yeah so because he's like one of my, you know he was like my top three yeah, yeah. Like so we, yeah.
0: we're gonna get into obviously we got like our bachelor update that we're gonna do this week so stay tuned for that um we're gonna talk about Rush Limbaugh finally kicking a bucket. And we're gonna talk about somebody who's really like influential on us, who sadly passed away um almost a decade ago. Actually mm. about a decade ago. Um and you know, last night he finally I wouldn't say finally, because it kinda like surprised me, but he he got his his flowers. So to speak, with a, a long form documentary on Comedy Central, and our person is Patrice O'Neill. So we're gonna piss on Russian Limbaugh's grave, and then we're going to give uh, Patrice O'Neill um, the honorable um, uh, the honorable accolades that he he um, so rightly
1: deserves. So stay tuned for all of that. Okay, everybody. Um, Here we are. We're talking about a person who uh, passed away. Um, You know, we are, me and Chuck are in a podcast, you know, situation. You know, we love this. We love the outlet of uh, getting what we want to say out. But in the 80s, 70s and 80s, it was all about uh, talk radio, And um, let's talk about Rush Limbaugh dying. Na, na, na,
0: na, 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 hey, hey, hey,
1: goodbye. I I thought he was already dead already to begin with. That. Uh, that every 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 week it
0: was like um like not every week but every tease. couple months it was like yeah cock tease yeah. it, it was like he's he's got his cancer came back yeah. blah, blah, blah. i'm like man and it's crazy because cancer like it, it moved for a lot of people it like moves fast and some people just um it it takes a while and like unfortunately like one of the people it took a while for is, like, Rush Limbaugh. And, like, there's a lot of good people that died from cancer. And it, it's so fucking sudden. Like, as you can see with, like, Dustin Diamond, um, yeah. he passed away really quickly. Um, Charlie Bozeman died. He, he was diagnosed, what, in 2016 and died in four years later. So it's, it's just
1: sad that... Um, it's sad to bring it up though, but I think it's the one year anniversary of Chadwick Bosman uh doing SNL a year ago today.
0: Yep. And he was in like and then here, a here shit we are. In. And,
1: yep. Yeah, and he's fucking you know, it sucks. And we, 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 we this lingering I don't wanna say cancer, but this lingering thing that we've been all dealing with growing up called Rush Limbaugh. Yeah. So what's like your earliest memory of ever hearing him? Or what's your earliest moment of like, oh, Raj, oh, I know that guy. And then what what was it? Because that's interesting to me. Probably
0: the um, – because around the time I started watching like sports because, I mean, I don't know if I described it before. Like I really got into sports um as a way – for me and my like stepdad to like bond when I was smaller because he like, he watches nothing. But he, at the time, like every time I walked in to, to the time of my mom's room, he was, he all, it was always on like ESPN. So I got into sports around that same time. And this was around the time, like he was, um, I think he was on like the Monday night football pregame or he was on like NFL live. Um, for whatever fucking reason, I don't know why you would have. Was it, like, that him. was
1: pre pre Dennis Miller or post? I don't remember. It was around uh, the same. It time. was
0: like a little overlap. It was early yeah, 2000s.
1: He was ABC. Yeah,
0: yeah, and he was basically saying like, um, uh, it's it, like when like when he died, people reposted the clips, cause um, if you guys like recall um, the. Eagles went to four straight NFC Championship games, um, mm. and they finally won like the last one, and that's when they went to the Super Bowl and lost to, um, Tom Brady and the Patriots. Yeah. um, but he he tried to say that um Donovan McNabb was getting like too much credit because he was black and like the the, the NFL wanted a black quarterback to prosper. And he's, he's saying that shit, and it was like, um, Steve Young, uh, what's my man's name? Um, back, Montana. back, 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 um. Montana? No, 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 um, the announcer. Why, why, why is his
1: name, um, Oh uh, uh. Swami, man. A... No, no, that's a running back.
0: No, Swami, um, why is his freaking name, excuse hey, man? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Back, 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 um thinking about it. Yeah, he it was him and then Michael Irvin and Tom Jackson. And like Tom Jackson's like well like Donovan McNabb went to like four straight Pro Bowls. And mm-hmm. one of the things um about that was like at the time like the Eagles didn't have like any wide receivers of like merit. Mm-hmm. And when they really? finally got like one Terrell Owens that's when they finally got over the hump and went to the Super Bowl, so it was like you know he just wanted a reason to 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 um you know spew his racist shit. I was just watching a clip and I was like, yo, Tom Jackson, like I know Tom Jackson and Michael Irvin wanted to throw a fucking chair at him, like I know I would have. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's my yeah. early that's my earliest memory of him. But go on, mate.
1: Yeah. So my earliest memory of this individual who has past um uh, so my dad um he he pretty much had his own show me the mooney in the car when we would be, we would be driving like to like uh, get nathans or we would, we would drive somewhere to get food or just go into the movie theater and stuff and he would listen to rush limbaugh just to like fuck you just like just like, hate, like, watch. Hate, hate watch hate watch yeah, he yeah. would hate watch it would be like no, it's because the fucking you, <laughs> you, like, get really into it. And I inherited that. I, that's me now, like,
0: mm-hmm. and this is,
1: like, 25, oh my God, 95? 95, probably 95, yeah, man, 94, 95. But, like, uh Marcel ball this guy, man, always was like, I don't understand how, like, people so, like, if you do watch it, you believe it. Yeah, so like, all right, you're not being bamboozled. You're not being whatever. You agree with what he's saying, but he's saying like some, yeah, yeah. inflammatory I'm, bullshit. And I'm listening to it and I'm like laughing. I'm like, you know, it's the same thing with Joe. A lot of Joe Rogan stuff. <laughs> and like, I you know, I watch it just to hear. Yeah, it. But it's good. To, you know, it's good to it's good to like see what other people are listening to or yeah, watching. Spe- you know, yeah, s- speaking of like Joe Rogan, I was like, go
0: um, home i was talking to this girl i knew um from back when i was in college because joe rogan like he commented on um i guess like uh blasio and you know new york city they're kind of like starting a program to get like the arts back in um like the arts and the cultures and stuff like that to get it back you know um to, to help bring it back during the pandemic, because obviously, you know, like Broadway, Lincoln center, mm-hmm. um, all of this stuff, like closed down with the pandemic and the, you know, in the, the ad or in, in the ad, like De Blasio was like giving a speech and in between him talking, it showed like some guys and like leotards, like, you know, dancing. So Joe Rogan said this can't be fucking real or some shit like that. I'm just like, wow, like yeah. you know, like men, like male, like dancers is like that, like um flummoxing to you. Um well she commented, so then I commented on the need because you know she's from Pennsylvania and I'm from New York City. So I I know um so I so I was trying to back her up because I'm like, yeah, this is New York City, like arts and culture is part of our shit. Like literally people will pack their bags from all over the country, not even all over the country, all over the fucking world to come here um, in order to, to be a part of the art scene. And it's part of the, this fabric of New York City. It's like along the lines of like, yeah, we got to get the restaurants and the bars and the businesses like back up and running in the city. Like we need that to come back. Like arts and culture is part of that. And I told her I was like, you know, like Joe Rogan is a fucking numbskull, and his base is full of numbskulls, so he's, you know, he has to play <laughs> up to that base. And that's pretty much what like Rush Limbaugh did for his whole career. It, you know, it's it's you know it's um they try to say it's like conservative, yeah. But it's like the dude literally, um made a career of just saying racist anti um just anti anybody who isn't white like basically rights white supremacist shit like for years he made a business about that and like all of these these publications after his death they're like you know con- controversial hosts um and and um the man who changed radio and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, all right, that's one fucking way of putting it. Like he was, he was a racist piece of shit and the world's literally a better place with less people like that in it. So excuse me for being, um, happy that, you know, he finally kicked the bucket. Cause I was, a, that's the shit I said when he died, I put the, the rock, um, like a gif of the rock, you know, finally. <laughs>
1: okay. Yeah, I thought he did. I thought he died like I thought he died like a year a, t- a year ago, whatever. I, you know, no he's, the whole thing.
0: He's, he's been dying, but yeah. it just like it finally like, it finally, like happened. So,
1: so probably like we'll hear the story from like the uh helper, like <laughs> he was like you know, being you know, but he's not a good person. So I, I can make jokes about this piece of shit. No man. Uh, and people people were like, oh like no, you- but how how do you, how do you like, how did he get famous in the 80s if he's a conservative? Like, he was like, Ronald Reagan is a liberal, queer. <laughs> like, like how, how did, like, you know, he rose the same way as like, Howard Stern, but he was at like the uh, ABC um, conservative. But, like, 80s was, like, the most conservative decade we'd had up until 2000 to 2008, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, how the hell that happened, you know? What did he, like, he could be more, his tie was, you know, like, you know, what what, what was going on back then? Because we weren't there. But uh, what do you think, you know, that's funny. You know, it's not funny, but it's, like, I'm thinking about, it. yeah, because, uh, yeah. And I'm
0: like, people are like, if you don't have, like, there's no need to dance on his grave. And I'm like, bro, like, yeah. he, he literally had a segment on his show where he read off the names of, like, gay people that died from AIDS with, like, celebratory music behind it. Like, and on top of that, like, his whole career, like, this is what he wanted. Like, he wanted liberals to hate him so much that he, he like, it's, it's, um. Approposal. It's nah. It's it's like wrestling. You know how like a lot of these guys, like Iron Sheik right. or, um, you know these guys that are heels, like they live off of like people hating them. It's like yo, like, uh, you know, obviously I can't be like a good guy, but if I'm gonna be a bad guy, like I have to really, really like lean real, real far into it, and like that's what he did. Like he wanted people to literally hate him. Like he, I think. In his mind, if like he died or when he died, if liberals like me and Mike are sitting here spending like uh, 20, 30 minutes, like literally talking shit about him and talking about how glad we are or how glad we are that he's gone. Like that's he, he he's 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 in hell. He's in hell. And he is probably ordering shots on top of shots. Every time his, you know how they say, like, every time something yeah. happens, like a uh, uh, angel gets his wings. Yes. Like, every time somebody shits on, like, Rush Limbaugh, he's in hell, like, getting like a pineapple shoved up his ass. That, that
1: well, that's why I'm like tiptoeing him because, like, I know this is what he wanted, he, you know. So, I'm kind of like going the different route. I'm like, kind of like bringing up, uh, you know, just, you know I'm, I'm trying to go the different route just to shit on him. No, oh, yeah, all right. I remember. You know, but I think this is what he wanted. You know, he wanted people to like, uh, eulogize him with, you know, like hate and stuff. But hey, hey, I don't hate you, brother. You know what I do? You used all those fucking nicking poops because you said, uh, you said a word like he used all these guys and these women to like believe all that bullshit. And he was doing the whole, heel thing and mm-hmm. he got off he got away with it he got a fucking medal of honor and then well, the Medal uh, of honor
0: look at the guy who gave it to him
1: the medal of honor is shit now hey you're the medal of honor yeah. I'm like I'm washing my hands I'm like the same thing with rush got the fuck out of you <laughs> like I don't care anymore it Like, it's ironic because the whole thing I don't want to bring up this would have been the first wild. episode it's
0: wild because yes. like if you think about it, like Bill Russell, oh, <laughs> you know? Bill Russell and Hank Aaron are Medal of Freedom recipients, and so are Rush you know Limbaugh freedom. and Bill Cosby. So just yeah,
1: think about that, it. Think about that's that. what I meant. I meant. Medal of Freedom, I meant. Yeah, that's what I meant. But it's like it the, that you know what the key word is devalues. It devalues everything. Trump. I do. I I did not want to bring him up. This has been the first episode I would not bring him up, but he devalued everything. Yeah. And ironically, he said, Oh, I'm going to drain the swamp, whatever, whatever. I was like, Well, all right. Oh, he, 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 let's start over again. Hey, if we start over again, you know, he
0: he brought like a septic tank removal (laughs) truck, like a a whole fleet of them to the swamp and let them dump in that swamp, like instead of. Draining and so on. but my thing too is like you know what do I say? always say every time we do a tribute to somebody after they
1: pass on the show well usually you would say as a normal human being you'd be like oh I wish we showed more appreciation to them but no
0: not with this guy right no but well that and then the other thing I always say is like you know the inspirational thing is how people talk about you how, oh, how yeah. they talk about they talked about after they pass, mm, and yeah, you know, I always say like that. Inspire. It's 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 sad that they die, but it's inspiring because it, it inspires you and motivates you to live a good life. So that God forbid, you know, you're not here the next day that people speak well of you. Mm. But Russ Limbaugh, he was a fucking awful human being with a platform, like. It it, it that's, that's a fact, and he used his platform to spew white supremacy, homi- homophobia, um, full blown racism.
1: Contradi- contradiction, because he, he he did a whole thing about uh, addiction. Then he every, and he goes, I I need time, I need time off because I have an addiction. But he went a whole thing was like these people need to be wiped off the face of the earth. Yeah, and then th- he had a fucking addiction to fucking Percocets. Yeah, so, um, and not off with I'm gonna not off and
0: just say Russ, you know, wrestling piss, Russ Limbaugh. Anything you guys say, um, before we part on this
1: No, not really. Um, I thought he was dead already. Oh, and then the
0: other, <laughs> and then the other thing. I was like, "Yo, like the the one thing like you scrolling through Twitter, and it's ironic because it was on Ash Wednesday, so it's like a religious day, and I, I yes. felt, you know, you kind of felt bad. It's like, yo, like you're supposed to be holy today, and I'm, just like, yeah, yeah, but you know what, like you know, this this guy was definitely like not the um, the holiest person. So it's it's thing, but the thing with like Twitter, I remember I said it. It was like, I'm like, I, I'm hyped for today because this is like a preview of whenever like Trump kicks the bucket because people um, are not going to be nice that day. Like, it, 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 it it's gonna be a fun day when when Trump finally like, um,
1: you know, I I think he's dust. he's gonna be like a hundred.
0: Yeah, and then. That's people- how-
1: yeah, no, yeah. he's gonna live. He's gonna live. We'll be like fifty-eight years old doing our episode uh <laughs> five thousand, whatever. And this guy's still gonna be causing trouble in our lives because he just—they won't go. He won't go away.
0: No, he's gonna die at some point. He,
1: he's gonna yeah.
0: die. Either like, tomorrow, you know, he was or... the old. He was the oldest president. Like before, he's—he's he's gonna die like soon. I know. Um, but. Yeah, people along with like Rush Limbaugh, cause everybody got into, it was a festive day on there, and like everybody was like, man, like you know, cause the the thing now is like they say, um, um, put them in a pack, like you know, like that's that's what people call, you know, that's how, that's what we call weed now. So people say like, yeah, we smoking that that Rush pack now, and like it was like, how's that shit hitting? And it'd be like, yeah, it's just hitting good, and then like. They started saying it was like, yo, like that Bill O'Reilly pack. Like when Bill O'Reilly <laughs> kicks the bucket, that shit's
1: gonna be hilarious. Yo, that dude, he disappeared though, man. Uh, he went like, he went fucking like. It's gonna be funny. Hey, no, 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 Bill O'Reilly is like the Louis, Louis, uh, Louis the 17th, whatever, like fine. Like, oh, yeah. We haven't really dragged this guy in the mud because he, he disappeared. You know, Louis the 14th. Like, yeah, hey, we're gonna bear this motherfucker when he, when he's gone.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's funny. He's a uh, fine he's he's a fine liqueur.
0: Man, Letter. when he passes away, like, you know, people play like I'm gonna miss you. <laughs> um not, not I'm, gonna, I'm I'll be missing you with um oh puffy, the, and, puffy and um There's a puffy and, dance. And like you play like crossroads when somebody die. Like when Bill O'Reilly Whoa. dies, we just play Blow It Out Your Ass from um, Ludacris. because <laughs> he spends a whole verse like shitting on, on Bill O'Reilly. So we'll be, we waiting go, on we'll be waiting on that. We'll be waiting on not? So Rush Limbaugh, like, um if you could hear me
1: down there, fuck you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh Rush Limbaugh from my my existence, I'm like Okay, this guy. Everything he says is a fucking. Okay, you're you're a lying piece of shit, and uh, you know like, and then you find out later on. You know, he's he's just making shit up, just to fuck with you, and just to fuck with everyone else. And um, my dad told me that. And um, To Rush Limbaugh, fuck off. Don't rest in peace. We're done. Mm-hmm. Okay, here we are. Uh, for those who uh, don't watch a Bachelor, uh, Shug has his uh, review of each episode, and um, he has his twist on it. So let's uh, check it out this week, Shug. So episode what? What is it? Episode five? Right now? We're at? We're at? I think six. Five? Or, think, yeah, six. Yeah. And I think we're
0: nearing the end because we're down to. The final four like this this episode actually like to me I, I swear like at least like six women went home on on this rather be like eliminated whether it be um or they just left like I think it was two out left uh three got eliminated and then the one was the new girl so I'm gonna start off there so Heather like we said she pulled up in a minivan. And I found out where the shit, cause the bachelor, like why did she need a whole minivan? But that was actually explained. So it starts off where the last episode ended, where she interrupted um Piper and Matt's um one on one. And she explained why she was there. Um I explained a little bit last week. That I guess um, Matt's really close with the former Bachelorette um, Hannah, and I think his best friend is was on Hannah's season, or they or he won Hannah's season, Um, Hannah Brown, and Hannah was friends with this girl Heather, and but Heather was actually like a contestant on a prior season of The Bachelor. And Hannah basically told her about told Heather about Matt and said like he'd be a perfect match. So Heather um she explained that she took a red eye. Um basically well I don't know if this is like um you know reality AF. Yeah that she basically like funded her trip there and she took a red eye and she went to the rent a car place to get a car to drive up to the resort where they're staying. And basically like the last car that they had available was the um, minivan. So that's why she was driving a minivan. Um, I don't like, like, I didn't like her. Um, I wasn't feeling a vibe. Like I said last week, she popped up. She had no mask on and nothing. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that, that, that was odd to me." Um, but I do respect that she made the first move because I always like I, I like that in women. Like women really make the first move. So to like show initiative and say like, "All right, like he could be a possi- you know, I could he could possibly be the man I want to. I, I spend the rest of my life with." Let me do something about it. Like, I, I, I respect that. Um, She introduced herself to the girls and they were, like, really, like, snarky to her. Like, it was, like, uh, some, like, mean girl shit because they accused her of bachelor hopping because they said, oh, you lost that other season. Now you're trying to come in and win this season. Or, like, you know, it's kind of like, are you doing it because you actually like him or are you are doing it to get your face out there? Um. This is a a fair question. Question. And she, you know, she didn't really get off to a good start because she interrupted Piper. Um Matt's date. Um, like I can't lie, like the girls that were there, like they were really like mean to her. Um Piper, she was like justified a bit in being mean because like she did interrupt her date. And it's at that point. Like, he's basically, as I've said, like, the amount of girls have whittled down so much that we're at, like, the finish line. So, any time that you get with him is, you know, is, is very valuable. Um, And she also didn't, like, acknowledge her. Because it's one thing to say, like, you know, talk to the girl and, like, be like, that. she just walked in there and was just like... Matt, I need to talk to you. Like, do you mind if I talk to you for a second? Like, you know, Piper wasn't even there. So that's why I say Piper was kind of justified in, like, you know, like, standing up for herself. Serena C, Um, she was mean because, like, after these girls, like, were attacking her um, verbally, uh, Heather started to cry and tried to, like, explain, like, what she was trying to do like she was you know basically saying like I'm not trying to like disrespect anybody here and I'm not trying to like you know um ruffle feathers and stuff like that and she's like crying and then Serena C says say it in your um like testimonial I don't want to hear you crying and I was like wow like that's like really like catty like even for the um even for that um for this show uh, Matt ended up sending her a pack in because he was like, you know, like at this point, like every, he already built connections with the girls that were there. So for her to come in at this point, he felt like it would be disrespectful to them. And he actually went out and apologized to the group. And said, you know, like, um, you know, he, he, like, he really was like blindsided by the whole thing. And he explained, like, he sent her home because... felt it was disrespectful to, to them and he um and it actually like got some of the girls even more like um attracted to him um but heather man like uh hopefully fate brings her to another really white um black guy um if that's what she's looking for (laughs) <laughs> another white black guy like um matt and he said there'll be no more new girls um he's dedicated to that group again like i said he apologized um and at that point of the episode he was it was down to to six six girls um and then on like on a side note like it had like a a commercial because you um like you've seen the thing where they ask like, "Oh, if you are interested on yeah. on being on a bachelor season or being a yeah. bachelor, or bachelorette, blah, blah 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 blah, call this number." So apparently, yes. I think I heard this before, but like this is like confirmed now because they were doing the same thing for for this. Like they're about to have like a senior citizen type no. of like bachelor thing. No. Yeah. So um, no,
1: they <laughs> do really.
0: Yeah. So, oh, my like, own. so I said, you know, they're about to have an old people bachelor. So you're about to see some Diane Keatons and <laughs> you're about Ooh. to see some Diane Keatons and some Danny Glovers um, hooking up because, you know, they couldn't date black guys when they were younger because, you know, America.
1: Yeah. Well, we're going to see some Pornhub uh, searches. <laughs> Algorithms change. it be all about like uh, older, you know, perhaps perhaps yeah um so
0: the 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 theme in this episode is like like i said this is the first time i've watched the bachelor um i've like watched the last season of the bachelorette because you know ain't really like much was on and i've popped in on like a couple episodes of the bachelor the bachelor in paradise Um, oh yeah that's more like big brother yeah. yeah, i watched, like, you know, um, some of those. But I do know there's a point in the season where the Bachelor or Bachelorette has, you know, his their final group of um, suitors, so to speak. And they travel to where those people live and meet their parents or, and their friends and stuff like that. It's called hometowns. Yeah. So all these girls were like, "Yeah, like I really want Matt to meet my parents." Da, 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 da. So um, I'm thinking I can't wait to see, I can't wait for Matt to meet Rachel's parents. Oh, okay. Um, because you know they raise like a racist, a, a racially insensitive girl who apparently had a moment of awakening when she, you know, became the front runner on the first season that there's like a non-white bachelor uh he went on a date with serena p where they did like tantric yoga and she was kind of like being like a little prudish she was like oh this isn't for me like blah 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 blah. um it works (laughs) but you know what are you gonna do you can't you, you can't you're not gonna send a girl home because like you know she's not putting out so you know the, the I... thing the thing about that was like he Matt did acknowledge to her that he felt um impressed by her by the fact that she was like really like candid with him and letting him know that like the type of date wasn't mm. for her and he was like he 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 um he admired the fact that she told him what she was uncomfortable with and he was like you know like if you're gonna be married with somebody you're gonna have uncomfortable com- conversations. So mm. that's why he said that. But you, you was going to say something, Mike.
1: No, I agree with that. Like, the, whole, the last thing you were saying, like, if um, if if that if a moment happens and it's like, whoa, like, you're like, you are, like, overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm not sexist, but if you're overwhelmed by a woman doing crazy shit, either it's zero where she's depressed she never had anything or the opposite. And so, like, that's what I always did. You know, I was like, you know, if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, um I never make sense.
0: All the all the girls that are left, they're like fine, like they're attractive. So I wouldn't be mad, you know, stuck with any of those girls. So just based off of looks alone. Um and I'm not trying to be uh you know misogynistic or whatever, whatever. I'm just saying I gotta go off looks because the girl I liked personality wise got sent home last week. So I-, I have to go off looks now because it's like all of them like really they seem like really like boring to me, like, and I, that's something with me too, like, I, like, not only like do you have, like, for me to be interested in somebody, it's like, I gotta be attracted to you, but, like, if you're boring and shit, like I, I, like, I can't make it work, like, you know.
1: I tell you, like, if I went on a show, mm-hmm. and a girl went on a show, I'm like, me and you are gonna go fucking buck wild. We're gonna go crazy. Like, you know, I would love, like, a crazy chick like that, like, Oh, yeah, and then eventually, when our, like, celebrity status settles down, more then more we can be... <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it, that's the whole point. But, like, you get someone who has no idea why they signed up for this, and then they go crazy, and then they're all, like, weird and stuff, and I think there's some... I think, I... yeah, there's a few people from uh, the reality shows I watch where, like, they're still together after 10 years, because they they want to be famous, you know? But yeah, hey, but like,
0: they, you know they, what I'm saying? They, I, I mean, they, I didn't see it this week, but the first couple of episodes, they had like a couple, I think, that they, it was like, um, you know, a Bachelor winner and the Bachelor, and like, they're still together. I, I, I forgot who it is, but they're still together and they had commercials with them. Um, oh. But Bree. Bree, who we talked about before, like, she told him, like, she had to resign from her job to be there. So this was before, like, the rose ceremony. So I was like, and, like, he's been sending girls home left and right, like, after Mm -hmm. these, um, after these one-on-one dates. Mm -hmm. So I was like, yo, imagine he turns around. So I was like, oh, like, you know, I understand you made, like, this big, like, um, Decision to be here and it cost you your job, but you know, I don't think like um I, I don't I don't think I could see myself with you and like sent her on a car and like on a car ride home. And imagine like I'd imagine like when she like if she doesn't win, like whenever she leaves, she's like, I fucking quit my job for you and just like it 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 it, it it'll be um I want to say it's funny because it'll be fucked up
1: if she really. Had to resign from a job to be on the show. It happened on my show. I like Big Brother. It happened. Uh, she slept with a man for months, and then there was uh, the man who was in charge. And then he had to pick like two people. So he had to pick either the girl he was sleeping with for a, for a month, mm-hmm. or his buddy that no one else knew that they kayfabed that they were like hitting each other and he goes uh me and me and him have been like buddies the whole time uh you're going home now goodbye yeah and he was sleeping with her but yeah. this is a different this is weird though because like big big brother you, you live in the same place and what's bachelor is like you are committing to this is why i'm here you know it's kind of like you know
0: way different and you bring up that word commitment and like yes i'm I'm, you know even like six or seven episodes and i'm sitting here and like when they're talking about like my relationship with matt like i'm dating matt and um stuff like that like i'm still getting used to that jargon because i'm like like you're still here with like six other women like it's basically like polygamy because like you're here with six different women, or they also dating Matt. Like, um, yeah.
1: that's why I never got into it. Because I I started watching the show Sister Wives. Yeah, and it's it's about you know it's a polygamous uh, family, and I'm I just can't get. That's not me. I mean, hey, I'm not knocking any. Uh, mormons or whatever but that's not even that's not even part of the mormon culture anymore like that's not even part of it anymore Mm -hmm. that's like there's a niche it's a very small uh thing so i'm just like how like i'd be so jealous i couldn't i couldn't even do it you know i i couldn't do it yeah
0: um yeah that's one of the things like i think a couple weeks ago you asked me to like if i was on the show and I'm like, well, I'm a, I'm a jealous ass dude. So it's like, I mean, not jealous, like relationship wise, but if I like a girl, and I don't see somebody else, like trying to get on her. Like I I do get jealous. Um, So I don't know how I do that being on like a show with like 30 other guys and not, and not feel some type of way. So it, it's, it's interesting. So I don't know if I could be a bachelor ret contestant. I could be the bachelor though. Like, yeah shout out yeah, get me yeah. on there you know if we have like a bigger following like i'd be like yo we could do like the bachelor on here for- <laughs> <I> <laughs> we could actually, do
1: for the love of sugi i put your uh, name in the actual thing but nothing you know i gotta hit know, the, I, I gotta hit the
0: gym i, I gotta hit the no, gym because i'm telling you right know. now if like katie's if katie's really the next bachelorette and i think it was like confirmed Cause that's how I got like her Instagram because somebody else posted it on Instagram and it, it tagged her in it. I was like, Yeah, I can see Katie again. Da, da, da. And I'm hyped because she she's like I found out like she's a cat person. Like and I was like, I love cats.
1: <laughs> yeah. I know that that came up because of Bachelor. I was like, you like cats? I'm like, okay. I like cats too. I like both. I like straight cats.
0: No, I like you know? cats. Not more. not, not, like not the
1: uh not the band. I like straight cats though. I'm
0: a I'm a cat person. I don't, I'm, a, I, I'm 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 dog averse. Like I don't mind dogs. Like I'm I am i will play with like a puppy or like a dog and, like pet them and stuff. But like if I had the choice, I'd, I'd like cats. Like the coolest shit. I'm um, But yeah, I was like damn. Like she, I was like I'm in love. Like she, like and I was watching this episode and like I said, all these girls like they have the personality of like a fucking like ply of like plywood and I'm just like. She actually had like a personality, like she was fucking interesting. Um, yeah. but um, he actually sent my second favorite girl on there after Katie, um, Abigail, um, who was born with actually like a hearing impairment, so she actually wears an implant. Um, so it's cool to see somebody, um, with with with, you know. I don't want to say disability, cause uh, you know that's not the the, the impairment. The, well, yeah, with an impairment. So I I don't I, I, I know team. it's it's not the um it, it's not the way we're supposed to say things. So I yeah impairment that should that, that should be the right term. But I'm not saying like he should have picked her because of that. But she she also was like pretty like cool, um, and he had a connection with her. Like the first she got the first rose on the show. Um. Uh, yeah, I remember that. So what kind of happened was he she felt that between that first episode and this episode, um, whatever the time is, um, in you know that they're shooting that like he and he he got to know like their relationship was strong in the beginning, but he got to know. The other girls, and she wanted to talk to him to find out, like, if their relationship, um, suffered because, you know, they didn't spend time together, and he got to know everybody else, and he basically confirmed that to her, and he was like, yeah, it did, like, it's, it's sad, like, um, you know, he didn't want to like lead her on, and you know, he just you know sent her home, and you know, he you could tell he was he was like in anguish, um, at it, um, and she said something, and it resonated with me because I think we all we've all been here before because me and me and Mike we've talked about it in our personal life, where she said, you know, I feel I feel I'm constantly the person that makes well, in our case, it would be women, but she says men, that makes men realize what they want next, but they never want that with me. So it's like, you ever felt that? You know, you felt... Chuck. These these things, you know,
1: we've...
0: Yeah, yeah, we've had these things happen to us. Like, you've been with somebody, and it's like, oh, like, you're great, and you're this, you're wonderful, blah, 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 but, like, I don't see myself with you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it, so, so I, I like when she said that and like her like driving away and like crying, I was like, yeah, that's that sucks. Like, I, I feel I felt really like bad for her um, mm-hmm. at that moment. And then I think him and Rachel had a one on one date. And guess what, Mike we finally had another black man on there. They had a black singer performing. So, oh. I missed it because where's the confetti where's my confetti cannons? There was another bro- there was another black person, another black man besides hey on the show.
1: Who is it? What happened?
0: I have no idea who it was. Oh uh, I, I think it, I I think I know who it is. But
1: Chris Harrison is gonna be gone. We're gonna have a black host next week. Hey, how you doing? Possibly. I'm, uh, Possibly. I'm, I'm, Day- I'm David Robinson. How you doing? <laughs> like and everyone will forget I'm like, okay. like
0: fucking San Antonio Spur- Spurs David Robinson? <laughs> no. That was
1: two random words.
0: You, uh, <laughs> that
1: was two random words. All right. Hey, no. L-
0: look at Mike just generating uh, <laughs> black people names like like it's fucking NBA two K <laughs>
1: Well, that that was a tweet this week, but we'll get into Like that you remember, right you remember like
0: I always used to be a funny ass joke like um NCAA football. Yeah. Cuz you know they couldn't use people's <laughs> real names. Yeah. So they will have like a really like white they they'll have like a a lily white player. <laughs> like his name would be like Terrell <laughs> Terrell. Terrell Blakely or some shit like that, or T- Terrell Robinson, and like it'd be like a white dude because they <laughs> can't use real names. It's just auto generated.
1: No, in two K, when when you went over ninety two overall, they would change to like, do like weird stuff and do like they would change like your fucking thing. But we're going to that. No, that's that's funny though. But uh, yeah, what else about uh, Bachelor?
0: Yeah, um, and then Kit. <laughs> We remember Kit. I think Kit was one of your your favorites.
1: No so MJ MJ and Kit, I like Yeah.
0: Well Kit Kit left. Yeah. She um she she went home. She decided to leave. She felt that um it wasn't fair to her and it wasn't fair to Matt for her to stay there. So I think she phrased it as like, you know, I wouldn't want to I think you have like I think she said like she thought he had better connections with other girls. Mm. And she didn't want to waste her time or waste his time. And that's why she, she left. So I was another one. Like that. he, he painfully walked to the, um, suburban, the suburban SUV, I know, I know it is. um, him and your senior went on a date. So I think I was like the first time they went on a one-on-one date and they talked and blah, 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 blah. And, he felt they didn't have a connection, and he sent her home. And like I said, you didn't really, like, anytime i seen seeing, like, your senior. she was, like, sitting down or in some kind of, like, one of their little, like, daily, like, group date things, so you didn't really get to see her. But she was, like, wearing this dress, and it showed them walking in and out, and I was like, damn, your senior got some yams. Like, she had, like, an ass on her. Mm-hmm. And I realized like it was another going on from the shit I was talking about last week. Like, I think, you know, it's another reason, Matt, not all skin folk is kinfolk. Like, because uh, a real brother like seen like the wagon on senior, even if you ain't got no interest in her at all, you would have kept her around just for like that ass. Like, so he, he he sent her home, um, and he, which was kind of a shock to me, he sent Piper home too. Piper didn't oh, at the I rose ceremony. That. Rony, Piper at the rose ceremony didn't get um a rose, and she was the last person sent home for the night. So overall, like I said, it was like six people that um yeah, it was just like a yeah got their their walking papers um and, uh, got the pink slip.
1: You are out of it. And by the way, you know, like, and you're out of it, don't they? Don't yeah, know. it
0: was, um, it's crazy. It was like watching, um, it was like Brock Lesnar at the
1: Royal Rumble last year. no oh, When you go. just,
0: like, do all, like, the first 15 people?
1: Hey, hey, but that was staged, though. This is real.
0: Well, this how is do, real love. How do, you was- kind of, how do you not know this was staged?
1: <laughs> this is real, right? Also,
0: well, so the final four. So the final four. K-fabe. Is Rachel mm-hmm. Serena P Michelle and Brie? And so now we talked about everybody was like, Oh, this was the, the, the interesting thing I thought about after the episode because I was like, Oh, so it's um three black girls and then one white girl, um, but. Because we talked about the order, the thing about him was the the race thing. Like he felt compelled to like pick um, a certain way. Like he discussed that the first episode and stuff like that. And you know, like uh, black women and and stuff like that that are watching it. Like if he doesn't pick a black woman, he feels like he's gonna um, uh, disappoint them. So mm-hmm. three of the four women that are left are black, but then they showed like the preview because the next episode is the, the hometown when they go and meet the parents and stuff like that. And like all like three of them are like biracial. So There you go. There you go. <laughs> Included Matt. So it's like, oh. Uh, That's great. You know, Debbie, you know. Yeah, so they're all biracial and then like Rachel she's the one white girl and you know she had this racist thing on um, controversy mm. and she's oh, supposedly yeah. the favorite so it's not going to shock anyone if he if he picks her but it's going to be like wow like you still ended up picking a white girl and mm. um so I'll be interested in the the discourse yeah i think
1: uh totally like as it, as it's winding down um I could actually picture that where it's like oh I'm so I'm so tired of hearing about this you know whole thing about race and stuff let me just okay then he's with Rachel he's just like okay let's just do this like because he's like tired of like the whole thing like Mm -hmm. uh, I feel like that would you know in someone's mind I'm not you know I'm I'm not projecting I'm just saying uh I can see that, but I, I'm excited to see uh, the final of the show. I didn't, I thought it was going to go on till April. Remember, I was saying like, yeah. oh wow, so many guys. I mean, so many girls. I mean, so um, yeah. So we're gonna get more in depth. We should get more in depth with it because uh, you know the way you describe it, it's like wow. Yeah, this is like okay. This is, this is cool. This is I like this. Yeah, you know? yeah. So it seems like it's wandered down.
0: So we'll see how many more episodes is left and um, then we'll probably just um wrap it all up in 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 the um when it's all over and then see where things go from there okay so uh
1: me and Chuck, uh we always talk about uh comedy and uh stand-up comedians uh about a year ago you know a year ago we saw uh, Artie lang um but we always have this uh this in common, where we talk about um, the idea of like going on stage and like, performing. So, our version of that is this. Where we're talking like that. And uh, Comedy Central actually did a documentary, it came out very recently. Uh, from when you hear this uh, about uh, Patrice O'Neill. And, uh, we, you know, we watched it. Uh, it's been how many years? Like I guess twenty years since like the first time I ever saw him like perform on TV. Never got to see him perform live, unfortunately. So the whole thing is like, you know, he passed away uh 10 years ago. So we did you know the whole tribute to him. And um we have a lot to say about this. Uh Shug, you're first. What do you have to say about watching it?
0: Yeah, so you know, um, Comedy Central they um they're part of like Viacom, so that includes like MTV, BT, Mm. um, Paramount. Paramount, all these things. So they always they always like um do like cross advertising. So when whether whether you're watching something on MTV, you'll see advertising for Comedy Central. And also, like I always say, I watch um. I usually watch South Park before I go to bed because they they play um, um. Like late at night after um midnight, so I usually go to sleep watching that. So I saw several commercials, and it shocked me the first time I seen it. Well, actually, I think I saw it on Twitter. Like it came across my 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 Twitter timeline. Um, that this was they were doing this. And, you know, a lot, i say the Viacom company because unlike when me and Michael growing up where it'd be all of these um, original um, stuff on these channels or like a lot of different um, things on during the day and during the week, like now today, like Comedy Central, like all they show is South Park, um, Futurama, the office, like they they every now and again like a drunk history um rerun. And the only thing that they do um new episodes of or, or new is um the daily show. And I thought it was really surprising that they put together this this um special, I, I don't even think you could call it like a documentary. It really was like like a special um, on Patrice O'Neill, And the reason why I brought up like, you know, the program and stuff like that is because the way I actually discovered Patrice O'Neill is, um, back when I was in high school, they used to have, uh, the special, um, throughout the day, they would show stand up, um, Throughout the day, like literally, Comedy Central was like comedies, that's what it was meant for. It was supposed to be like a channel that was made for comedy series as well as like comedians. So, I stumbled upon uh, I think they called it One Night Stand, and it was like um, half an hour. So, the time on stage was about like 20 minutes. So, these 20 minutes. I seen this dude, like this big black dude, and he's like, you know, talking. And that's the thing about him is like, he it wasn't even like he was like telling jokes. He was just like, all right, like, um, here's this like thing, not like you know what I'm saying. Like Mike said, we
1: are. like, oh, hey, yeah, what are you you wearing a wrestling t-shirt? What do you like? You like men watching you? He like he would look at you and say something, but he would take that. Into the, the the stage where he'd be like, "Hey, you ever like look at someone who looks yeah?" You know, he would like it was real stuff, you know. That was the whole point, yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. So he he um the same way like Mike said like we we use this avenue to oh, yeah. uh, you know express our ideas and stuff like that. But while we're expressing ourselves, like some of the shit we say, it's like funny. So I think yeah. like a lot of the, the the thoughts and ideas in his head, and it was kind of something they touched on on a special it was like he wasn't up there telling jokes he was just talking and it just Mm. like some of the shit that he was talking about just happened to be funny and um so when i was watching a special i just remember the part he was talking about um and this is where it like resonated for me as like a black man it's just like you know i don't he's like i don't litter it's like And like he was, and he's like, you know, it's not because I don't care about the environment. I mean, it's not because I care about the environment or um yeah, whatever. He was like, you know, I'm just so afraid that, you know, I just decide to I'm drinking a can of Pepsi and I would like throw the can into the bushes and it rolls down the hill and it lands on like a dead white woman and it has all my DNA on it, and all of a sudden I'm the Pepsi can killer because <laughs> I was lazy. <laughs>
1: So I, I, yeah. and
0: I and I usually like um I usually take my garbage to like a trash bin. I don't I don't really litter because I wasn't like raised that way. I was I was raised, you know, to clean up after yourself. But I always also after he said that, I always keep that shit in mind because I'm like, you know, especially like when you're drunk and and you're going out to the city drinking and you're walking around and stuff like that, like you know, you really as, as a black man, because we've seen people get falsely accused of shit, like literally since the beginning of time. Like, if you're black, so you know him saying, "Ah, he was, like I and I like I said, I don't think it was like a joke. I think he was like being dead fucking. I was like somebody probably was like Patrice. Why, like, why don't you just leave, like?" Thought I can there, what like we, we went walking. You know, I could imagine him and the, the group of like so the, the group of stand-up comedians that he was friends with just like walking around the streets yeah. of New York looking for a trash bin. And we're like, why the fuck did we walk so far? He's like, do you not see how big and black I am? Mm. Like, I have to take this shit to the trash. And like, another thing he said was, like, um, everywhere he goes, he or he go, he go, like, anytime he goes out at night. He makes sure to go and um, buy something, even if it's something stupid and get a receipt. And he's like, you know, I always used to get like, I'll get into an argument with the fucking the, 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 the bodega owner or whatever, because I want a receipt for like a 25 cent pack of gum. And he's like, not only is like the argument like. Because you know, he doesn't want to give me a receipt. It's also so that he remembers me. So if some shit happens, yeah. like the police come to talk to him. It's like, yeah, I remember that fat fuck. Yeah. <laughs> he came in here and he wanted a receipt for a 25 cent piece of gum. Da, da, da. And like again, this is something that I think I didn't even realize it, but it's something like he had an influence on my life because anybody mm-hmm. that knows me knows I would like never really carry cash on me. I always use my debit card. So I also have, like, that line of thinking, like, all right, every time I buy something, like, if I'm out of the bar, like, swipe my card. Da-da-da-da. I'm not paying cash. Swipe my card. Da-da-da. Because, like, if some shit happened and I get accused of something, oh, like, we think it's you that I murdered this woman. I eat 10. Like, all right, bet. Look at, look at my bank account. Like, I bought, I was at this bar. I bought, like, a shot of Jameson at 8.05, and then I bought a beer at 8.25. So how did I murder this woman at 8.15? So it's it's crazy the influence this guy like, had on my life.
1: You know, it was, it was, you know I watched the whole video. I watched the whole docu, and I'm like, I had you in my mind thinking about it. But, uh, but way back then, Patrice O'Neal was always the guy who would like, put someone like in, in their place like uh uh my favorite uh comedian is colin quinn he's an irish guy from new york and stuff hey i can talk about i can talk about whatever i want to talk about and he'd be like colin shut the fuck up <laughs> He would like you like you <laughs> like put him in place with the um the tough crowd which is like my favorite thing ever but you brought up the whole thing uh they, they mentioned that the Charles Stewart thing in Boston of course less uh, people who haven't watched the documentary Boston is uh kind of like a New York very like you know it's a very racist area and um right can we say that we have the, the history Boston has the history of uh the busing and everything Mm-hmm so he grew up in that environment where yeah, yeah but he also had the whole ball busting mm-hmm. because i grew i grew up a ball busting like i i can make fun of, i can just bust a balls right now but like you know we're very sensitive people you know mm-hmm. um so he grew up in the boston area then he had he also went to uh in a, uh, a camp or something like that it was a camp where um it wasn't you know so basically like he, uh, what you said like uh he, he put everything out on the stage and it was like it was so personal that like you're watching you look laughing and stuff but he's being dead serious he's being it was very similar to uh my favorite comedian, sam Kittison just like 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 sad and like depressed and stuff. He'd be like, "Oh man, I'm not gonna be alive a lot. I, I I I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be dead soon and stuff." And hey, Ron Williams killed himself. You know, he died with different reasons. But like, comedians are very sad people. You know, which sucks. I don't I don't wanna like bum everyone out, but yeah. yeah well, but uh,
0: the, the thing at the comp, he so he said yeah, he bring it up. he recognized like the the racist. Um, like Mike said, you know, Boston has like a racist reputation, which is kinda wild that like, you became friends with like some white Boston um comedians and you know, um Dane Cook yeah. and and Bill Burr. Um but he he was at camp- Crow. He, said he was at camp and a kid um a white kid called him the N word and he chased after him and he started beating him up and then they end up where, so the kid runs to the adults and like tells them like, oh, tells them like, oh, this this kid, you know, Patrice beat me up, da da da, and like Patrice gets kicked out of the camp, and he's sitting on his like, um, he was like, but well, he called me nigga, and he, he said like the counselors was like, yeah, you kicked out, nigga, <laughs> yeah, um, uh, so just like he he understood his um the racial dynamic of um of Boston and he grew up with that. And one of the things he 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 also said was um you know he he was fat his whole life. Oh. And he said, you know, the funny the the funny him being funny it was kind of like a defense mechanism. Um and you hear that a lot from a lot of it, like um heavier people. That's why you get the the trope of like you know the funny fat guy. I always and, and he said he that's what he used to like pick up women. He was just like fat, he he was just funny, um, because you know he he, he was it, one of the jokes they always um uh, they they, they used to um, yeah. one of the jokes that they used to to advertise it was like you know I, he was like I look at myself in a mirror naked and I'm like I wouldn't want to fuck me. Why do you want to fuck me? So um, and i always say that shit too because you know people I've I've had. I've been fit, and then I've been chubby, and I always tell people, I'm like, I, 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 the quality of women I got being fat like was way better than the quality of women <laughs> that I got when I was fit, cause yeah. you know,
1: uh, he, you just th- talk me wor- way into La- it. No, 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 no. The quote is "Laugh my way into pussy." Yeah, and I did that myself. Uh, I used to be 120 pounds, you know. Yeah. I was a skinny boy, but I, I got, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And then we found out why he not. Kn- and that was one of the things too, because, um, like I said, I became a fan of him, and he had his specials on Comedy Central. But you know, the big, the big um deal is with comedians is when you get that big special on one of the um the movie channels, uh. HBO, Showtime, Star. Well, I don't Star does that. No, but HBO and- HBO, Showtime. I know definitely does it, and Showtime does it sometimes. So I think he did it on Showtime. He did Elephant in the Room.
1: Mm, yeah.
0: Um. And I was like, wow, like he made it. I'm like, oh, he's about to, you know, blow up because he he was definitely one of them dudes you was looking at. It was like, yo, I could see him in movies. I could see him <laughs> having his own show. Blah 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 blah. And um. It never came to be, and I always thought it's just because he died, but, you know, in this special, his friends, like they said, he was just like, um, he just didn't want to get into the bullshit of the industry, because yeah. at the end of the day, what ends up happening is, like, you end up becoming, like, a caricature of yourself. You can't be, like, he couldn't be Patrice O'Neal, mm. and... Yes. Um, like one part he said like cause I I do remember the show because it was actually after I just you know, I i, I discovered an info myself on a comedy central special. He was on that um what was that web web something twenty? Yeah, uh yeah, that was a yeah,
1: I know somebody yeah. and it
0: was basically it was basically like a clip show. It was um
1: Oh, like Tosh Tosh Point oh, O, like Tosh, Tosh Point
0: O, like ridiculousness, like yeah. But he way, was like way before then,
1: yeah. yeah, yeah. And it was like on VH
0: One, yeah. and he was just like, you know, it's like not, and it's basically like him just introducing like video clips, and he's like, you know, the same me, and it's gonna open up like an audience that like. You know, I'm not really for because it's really like whatever VH um BH one is packaging me as, you know, people are gonna think that's me and then go to my stand-up show and then I'm saying like, you know, I'm a misogynist because I think men are better and like yeah. you know, they're gonna go and I'll be like, you're not funny. Like this is not what this is not web web, web twenty um Patricio Deal. This is this is not you. I don't like this. So he was like, that's one of the reasons why he never took off because he didn't want to be. He wanted to be him. Um, and I think they said like he tried that with um, like he he had like a show that was on Opie and Anthony where he was just you know um like the black Dr. Phil, and yeah. they were saying like that was one of the things where he bombed that because um, the audience wasn't ready for it.
1: Yeah. That oh, you you said it right there. Wasn't ready for it. It's like um, yeah. But like watch, like I always he was always in my top like three Mm -hmm. people I've known. You know, like comedians, and um, I mean, you know, I I I tried. I try. I did a couple of things on stage, and I realized how like hard it is. And I realized that you have to like perform. He didn't perform. He talked the truth. He, mm-hmm. he was like, "How how I'm feeling." He was like, "You know what? Right now, like, uh, you know, I'm feeling this way right now." And that was a that was the whole thing. But like, and then there's a moment where uh, I think Jim Norton or Bobby Kelly was saying that he would like talk to you. like work out his routine and stuff and he'd be like all right uh but it wasn't routine though it was like him just being real and then he was like all right and he would do it live on stage for like you know the whole night and stuff Uh, i like i I appreciated this documentary most mostly because of the whole uh the tough crowd uh reunion and um it was like there were so many times where they wanted to like bring everyone back mm-hmm. and do a whole thing. You had um, Robertson. You had uh, Robert Kelly. We met him. Mm-hmm. Um, cool dude. Yeah, cool, great guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you had uh, Jim Norton. Hey, he's you know he's a good guy still. You know he he took over for uh, Kumiye. You know Anthony. Opie and anthony he's there so he's he, there's a whole branch of like uh boston boston like um comedy because mm-hmm. there was a uh, there was a documentary that came out uh like 15 years ago or maybe 10 or 15 years ago and you're like wow man all these angry people came out of boston you know yeah, yeah. and they came to new york but uh but you know colin quinn you know you know colin quinn is from new york he's kind of like the same thing uh, that's why I, patrice o'neill always spoke to me and he would like you know he would like yeah he would like you know say things i did and he'd be like oh, all right you say this eh. you know so that's the whole thing with uh with that like uh i related so much to him mm-hmm. and you know it sucked uh the everything that happened um yeah, but I was happy that like we finally had a situation where we could have all the comedians mm-hmm. uh, be together.
0: Yeah, and I, I wanted to talk about that, too. Because, um, you know, like, you, you grow up and it's like, you want to be, like, a famous star. Mm-hmm. You want to be a famous baseball player or a famous um, singer or actor or whatever. And, like, one of the things I always wanted to do was become, like, a stand-up comedian. Now, I don't got, like, the confidence for that shit because Kevin Hart, he he told a story of how, you know, he did a set. Uh, it was, like, his first time getting a spot in the Boston Comedy Club in New York City. Mm-hmm. Um, and Patrice O'Neill and the guys were sitting in, like, the corner in the back, like, the other stand-up comedians, and it was, like a dead night or whatever. It was, like, really early or late when, like, it wasn't, like, a big crowd. only had, like, five, like, a handful of people in the crowd. And, like, he wasn't, like, hitting. Like, he he wasn't killing. And the guys at the table, Patrice and everybody, like, they were shitting on him and they threw a phone book on him and it was like, (laughs) call somebody. It was like, call somebody and and, (laughs) and ask them if, like, you made the right decision. And you know, shit like that. It was just like, yo, like if I got on stage and like something like that happened to me, like I would have quit right then. I would have been like, all right, this shit ain't for me. So imagine if like Kevin Hart, that's why I like love him or hate him. Like you got to respect Kevin Hart because
1: mm. something like that
0: happened. Oh, he, yeah, he, he admits it and it didn't deter him from like, you know, going on and keep, you know, trying and trying and trying and, and, and going up on stage and performing and look at the fucking career he has, like, look at the life he's, he's, he's been able to live. And, you know, I, I've always told Mike last year when we went to our comedy show, I'd never been to stand up comedy show, something I always wanted to do in my life. And I, I told Mike, I always appreciated that, um, he, he was able to make that happen for me. And, you know, I'll be honest with you. Like, you know how you go to like Yankee Stadium or Madison Square Garden and, and you watch like these stars, um, play, and you like you're you're just like in awe of the fact that somebody's doing something that you're not able to do. Like that that show that we went to, I felt the same way. I felt going to Yankee Stadium watching like Derek Jeter play because I'm sitting there and I'm like that's something I know I can't do. And it's not just Artie Lang, it's the people that even other people that came on before them, whose names I don't even know, like, they're huge to me because I'm like, wow, like, I couldn't do that. Like, it's really impressive to me. And it's also the thing about stand up comedians is like, they, like, when they're on stage, and they're performing, like, yeah, a small part of it is like, oh, like, the crowd reaction and how they do with the crowd. But half the time it's them going on stage and then going to the back where the other comedians are and those comedians saying, yeah, man, like you killed like that, that, that bit you did about so-and-so that shit hit. That was funny. Like, that's the part that they live for. It's like that brotherhood with comedians. And you saw that in the special that like, they were like yo if like like patrice was the type of dude like he like if he thought you were funny like you were fucking funny like don't let nobody else tell you otherwise like and I, that's something else i'm like really impressed with with um just this the stand-up comedian um or stand-up co- comedy like that lifestyle
1: it's insane though patrice o'neill and then i'll go which year was that I'm like, okay. I'm watching this whole thing, 1994. Like, holy shit! Like, he's saying shit that would be like relevant now. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, you know, it's
0: crazy. I know uh, it's a lot of things. Like a lot of subjects he touched was were, were touchy. Like he definitely had things that would be deemed misogynistic. Uh, you know, things yeah. that would be de- be deemed misogynistic. Like, um, I think her name was Bonnie McFarlane. Like she was there, like talking about um- him. And she was yeah. like, you know, he'd say these things and it was funny, but like, I sometimes she was, you know, she even said it. She was, as a woman, she was like, you know, some of the shit like he said, it, it was like, what the fuck? Like, we, like yeah. he, he, he won't, he, you know, you think he went like too far. Like, he used to say a lot of shit. Like, he, um, and like I say, stuff that he says, like, I, I, I didn't, I, I totally forgot like things that I say. In, in my regular life, it was things that I learned from like, hit, you know, watching his specials. Um, oh. like he talks oh. about like titty meat, and I'm like, yeah. I, I've always been saying that shit for for years, and I forgot <laughs> where I got it from. And it came from him talking about like, and I think yeah. like Dave Chappelle kind of like he he touched on the same thing, and like obviously this is gonna get you with like the whole like um with like feminist and shit, but. Um, you know, he was like Dave Chappelle, like he made up a a thing that like, you know, when you're out in a club and like a woman is like dressed, like don't got like nothing on and, you know, you try to talk to her and, you know, you try to talk slick to her or whatever you, or you talk to her like, like, like a hoe and she turns to you and says, I'm not a hoe. You, uh, like, I'm not a hoe just because I'm dressed like this. And, like, Dave Chappelle was, was like, All right, so if I put on a police uniform and a crime is being committed, you come to me and say, like, Aren't you going to do something about it? And, like, Dave Chappelle's like, Just because I'm dressed like this doesn't mean I'm a police. How dare you? Mm-hmm. So, he was very, so for Patrice, he kind of went on the same tangent he was just like you know when you're in like the workplace or you see a woman like you're not trying to be crass or them, but like if a woman has her like cleavage out right like he was you know i'm not he, he was making an argument or it was part of his part of his routine now nah, he was making an argument not like whatever part of a bot whatever part of a woman's body is out you should be able to comment on you know the same way you could say like a woman's pretty blah 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 blah. so he was like why can't you just walk up to a woman and the top of her breast is showing and saying like um excuse me i just wanted to let you know respectfully you, you, you got some nice titty meat right there and uh, like i i've been, like i'd say that shit to my friends i'd be like you know we out i'm like yo Mike, some nice titty meat you got out there. Da, da, da. Um, so he he will say that, and then he said like, you know, um, the one part on that he was talking about like, what if it was a day that you could just anything that's on your mind you could say to somebody. Let's call it like, like a harassment day. And he was like, we got to come up huh. with a better name, but he was like, what if it was this one day like you could just. But just one day out of the year, and he was saying, like, it should be, like, the the Tuesday before Thanksgiving. So that way it's, like, <laughs> a long-ass layover. And he was, like, you know, you could just bring in some flowers and some candy, hand it to, like, a tra- the attractive woman in, in your, your your job. It's hey. just, like, you know, I was just wondering, like, would you have sex with me in a broom co- closet? <laughs> yeah. and just for that one day. Um, And then the other shit, like, I say all the time, too, is, like, I remember he opened up "Elephant in the Room." I couldn't remember if it was "Elephant in the Room" or another special he did, but it was confirmed it was "Elephant in the Room," where he's like scanning the crowd, blah 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 blah, oh, yeah, yeah. and he's like, "And congratulations to you on that white woman you got there." And I always say, like, I always say that shit whenever I see like a black dude with a um. Like a wow. fine ass white woman, and like he, he went into a whole shit, and it was it was a, a lot of like social commentary on it because he was like, you know, I always I always think of a white woman, or when I say a white woman, I always think of it like, how much is her life worth? And he went into the whole shit, wow, and this shit. is this is th- to tell you how like you know far back in time it was it was when our whole Natalie Holloway thing happened and I do yes. he killed her. And then he went to like a uh, Hispanic oh, yeah. country cool. and then killed another girl. So he asked the crowd, he was like that girl in Aruba, Natalie Holloway. And then ain't it crazy? Like he went on and killed that other girl. Um, what's her name again from Peru? Exactly. You don't fucking yeah, yeah. know because she ain't white. Um, yeah. So that was one thing. And then the other thing that like resonated with me too, because I, I feel the same way. It's like, you know, you're walking on the street and you see like a, a a white woman and she, you know, she's scared. But as a black man, you're also scared because you're like, oh my God, I hope nothing happens to this white woman. I don't want to get accused of nothing. And it's, it's a real, it's actually like, it's funny, but it's fucking, it's, it's true. Like Amen. that's how I felt like all my life. Whenever I, I'm like alone, So, like, you know how people be like, oh, you see like a medicine, like like a you know they see black people or like a thug or some shit, and they cross the street. Like, mm. I'll see a white woman walking on the street, like, and it's only the two of us, and I'll cross the street so I'm not on the same street outside of the street as her, because I'm like I don't want shit to happen to me, like I'm scared.
1: Uh, because th- of pop culture. Pop culture X. That's what I said. Or like if you, if something happens in media, everyone's all nervous and stuff. Yeah. You know? uh, yeah. But you keep going. You, you...
0: Yeah. And I, I, when he when he passed away, um, I remember it because I actually was able to find the tweet that I put up when he when he passed away. Was literally ten years ago, right? is that yeah? Was November 29 twenty eleven. But I said on um Twitter the day he died, I said extremely sad to hear that Patrice O'Neal died. If you never heard of him, really funny comedian, never got to be as he should have been. I guess as as big as he should have been. I'm I'm meant to put that on. Um, hmm. But it's funny as hell, and I'm looking at it too because in like watching like Chappelle's show, I forgot he was on Pitbull on the Player Haters Ball, and they had um you know they had the little um captions under them, um, and they said <laughs> Patrice O'Dell's one was Pitbull most likely to gain weight and die, 2002, and unfortunately he I I, I put on that that picture um, can't predict can't predict things, but all things considered, R.I.P. Patrice O'Neill, and I put that on January um of last year. Um but it's it's crazy. Yeah. But, but when he, he, he when he, he died, same. yeah, when he died, you know, how he talked about things and his his outlook on stuff. Cause remember, he used to pop on like Fox News and kind of like attack like yeah the pc culture and stuff like that so it would have been so when he died like the first thought in my mind is like yo like if something happens tomorrow you're not gonna hear what patrice o'neill had to say about it so it would have been interesting if you would live um to today to hear his social commentary and um some of the guys even said it on the um some of the guys even said it on the, the on, on the special. It was like, you know, they would have loved to hear him talk about Trump and Me Too and Bill Cosby and this, that and the third, like you know, one could only imagine what he would have said, um what he would have said about yeah. Lucy K. Come like, on. That would have been interesting. Yeah. His um, his 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 thing, because he was one of his jokes was like, you know, I don't mind jerking off in public. So it would have been interesting yeah. to hear what he thought about Lucy. Um,
1: yeah, I could already picture he'd be like, yeah, hey, hey, you know, like the whole thing. Yeah, just being like honest stuff. Um, I was saying, yeah, but um like, he had the opportunity. He was, he worked, he was in uh, the office. Um, he worked for WWE. And he said, uh, no, I'm I'm going to uh, keep doing stand-up. I can't do wrestling in WWE. I can't do that. I can't go every week. He still was, like, you know, like traveling all, all the time. But he was just like, nah, I don't want to do it. And then, didn't they never touched on it during the uh docu but but what he said was um he he kept saying like oh i'm about to die so you know oh i'll be dead i'll be dead in a few years the type of thing Mm -hmm. and that's like so traumatic to like the person that's like the head of the family or whatever yeah um yeah so that that was the thing that was upsetting maybe a little upset it made me very upset watching
0: it and he um like i like in in preparation to watch it i was i was watching it um when he did charlie sheen's roast and that was also something that was like months before um he passed away and like he said a joke and the the crowd kind of like was like you know gasping like oh and he was like, "Why are y'all shocked?" He was like, "I'm dying of diabetes." He was like, "I'm dying from diabetes," and I could yeah. still laugh at that shit. And, and um, but it was crazy. The the part about it is like I knew about him as a performer, but I didn't know about his life. Um, you know, got to see his mom. You know, meet his mom Love on her. special and meet his um sister. I did know of his. Fiance, because uh, they showed it a little bit that on um, Patrice O'Neal show. It was one of the first, because remember, like it, it, YouTube was fairly new at the time, so mm. it was one of the first like um, web series or the first like YouTube channel um, videos, and it didn't really take off. But it was his avenue to be as raw and do different shit. Like a matter of fact, I remember him and his girl, one of the 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 um sketches that they had on it was like his girl was like the dick bandit, like it was like this woman I would go around raping men. So they mm. did like a funny, oh, yeah. funny shit about that. But you know, uh, you know hearing, uh, his girl talk, and then the fact that um, on the, the, side, the side of things that he, they, they he got her um pregnant, and he told her he was like, you know, uh, you you're. It's your body, so I'm not gonna tell you what to do. But I don't want you to have a baby. And she didn't realize at the time. Like he he knew like his his you know, his 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 time here um was numbered. And he 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 said, you know, I don't know. Um I'm not gonna tell you what to do. It's your body, it's your body. So obviously if you your takeaway from Patrice O'Neill was like he was misogynistic, um, he he cared enough about his girls on uh, his fiance's um choice that uh, he 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 left the choice in her hands, but he told her he was like I don't want you to leave, I don't want to leave you here, um, as a single mother of you know this child as well as his um stepdaughter and she was talking about how he kept the paternity test i mean not the paternity sorry the pregnancy test yeah yeah, yeah. he kept big. the pre- he kept the pregnancy test in his drawer and she found it and she asked him she was like you kept this and he was he basically like ignored it And he was like nice. just put it back um so it it, it looked yeah. like he really like if he could have lived he wanted to start that family with her but the fact that he wasn't going to be around um he, he kind of yeah. felt it would be best to just um terminate yeah. the pregnancy but the thing i learned from him was uh, or the thing i learned about him was that he was a um step parent and he he made like a a joke out of you know um oh yeah he, he, he talked about it in his routine like he's like man like i really like it's like i really got this um this man this other man's like I, I, I got this memory of this other man fucking my girl, um, around me all the time. But at the end of it, he's like, you know, but he he was like, you know, I, it's it's he he it's for it, the punchline was he was like, man, like I really love another man. I really love another man's child. And yeah. you know, the little girl was like talking about how you know him, um, he was really caring and stuff like that. And him like joking about her big head made her like self-confident in her head yeah. because it made her feel comfortable like finding the humor in it um
1: yeah it was it was like during his eulogy mm-hmm. um, the daughter the stepdaughter mentioned it and he was like you know you know I see shit all the time you know you know uh, but he was like you know the whole thing with the, the big head but he was like you know eh, I got, I got a personal. Hey, I'm, I'm, you know, your daughter, your do, um, you know, your, your daughter. But I ain't gonna worry about your fucking mathematics and shit. Yeah, but uh, it came out during the eulogy, which was pretty. Uh, wow, it was a lot of crazy uh, footage because I, I've been a fan of him for probably 2003. Mm-hmm. 2004. But uh, I had no idea about his personal life. Yet, all he did was talk about his personal life. You know? Yeah. Uh, I think my favorite comedians ended up dead too early. Like uh, Sam Kennison, Patrice O'Neill, uh, Robin you know, uh, sucks. It's like the funniest people are maybe like the saddest, is what they say.
0: Yeah, you know, you got a lot of pain,
1: but, but but he had the uh diabetes thing, Yeah. You know? yeah.
0: Um, but something was said by Robert Kelly that I'm gonna have to respectfully disagree with. There we go. Met the man, cool dude. Mike obviously he recognized <laughs> him before I did because you know obviously Mike watched um tough crowd um yes, yes. but I knew him from Louis. It was when Mike told me he was like, yeah, like he's 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 on he he was on tough crowd. He's on um he's on Louis, and I was like, wait. That's his, his brother, the the ball one. I was like, oh shit. Yeah. I was like, damn. I wish I was oh, okay. like nicer. I was like, damn, I wish I was nicer to him when he was um, when he came to the counter because he came like a half an hour before we closed where I'm like in yeah. asshole mode. <laughs> but he came, you know, Mike Mike uh, he came back up and, and Mike talked to him and I told he him. He wear glasses
1: I, like this, like me.
0: Yeah. And I, he he um and I told him, I was like, yeah, man, I really like Louis. And this is this is after, like, the Louis C.K. thing. I was like, I don't care what nobody say. I love that show. It's <laughs> it a great show. And you, you were great on it. Um, but I, he said something on there. Uh, yeah. It was in the last seconds of it. He was like, man, he would have became one of the greats. But I'm going to have to res- res- respectfully disagree. Because my top three comedians of all time stand-up comedians number one is Dave I'm sorry nobody is Dave gonna Chappelle? yeah Dave Chappelle. is never it's, it's not gonna um nobody's gonna take that spot um my whole top 10 is full of like you know Red Fox uh Richard Pryor um Chris Rock but my top three is, is these three are never changing it's Dave Chappelle one number 3 is Eddie Murphy um and i know a lot of people who probably like watching this is like Eddie Murphy stand up comedian like listen Eddie Murphy um i'm going to go off on a, on a on a tangent here Eddie Murphy um he you know people know him from his um from his movies and they don't really know that like that's where he started off his stand-up comedy and um you know he stand-up comedy brought him on to snl snl made him get that movie career but part of that, in the early part of that movie career was um he did stand-up specials and he did two of the greatest stand-up specials delirious and eddie murphy raw and like my dad he was like a huge Eddie Murphy fan so he used to always um take me to the movies even when we like we even used to see like his bad movies like I think he had one um holy man and it was like terrible but we still saw it because like we were were huge on Eddie Murphy and later on like (laughs) again I saw another terrible Eddie Murphy movie because I visited visited my, my my dad and he was um we, it was around the time Norbit came out and we went to so, see that. So me and my dad, we were talking and, and he told me about Eddie Murphy Raw. And then when I came back to New York, uh, found it on a movie channel, T-Voted, finally watched Eddie Murphy Raw. And I was like, yo, Eddie Murphy is like, like one of the greatest stand-up comedians. This is, this is the greatest standup up com- com- This is the greatest standup special I've ever seen, his Eddie Murphy Raw. Like to this day, I watch it. And the jokes are always new. I still laugh at the same shit. Like it's the first time I heard it, so it's great. And then I, I had to. I finally got to watch Delirious like way later on because it, I couldn't really find it anywhere. And then it finally was put on Netflix. And even that's even as funny. Some people um, have um polarizing opinions as to which one is better so but me personally I like raw because I'm more familiar with it but I say that to say like I'm you know Dave is number one and he's established everybody knows who he is Eddie Murphy is number three I just wanted to say all of that so people are like you know people that only know Eddie Murphy as an actor you know know like he did stand up and then number two all time great to me is Patrice O'Neal and that's why I respectfully disagree with Robert Kelly because he became one of the all-time greats. He became the all-time great to me and the one thing I learned from Patrice O'Neal is like not giving a fuck about other people's opinion because at the end of the day when you're dead and buried who when you're dead and buried whose opinion means more um whose opinion matters just yours so like patrice o'neill is one of the greats and clearly um other people think so and that's why he had this why this special was dedicated to him and maybe now people if this special was the first time they saw patrice o'neill would look up his stuff and they, they they could be um they could be mesmerized by his talent as well and also be really really um Sorry that he didn't get to live on to, to to to
1: you know to to do more. Yeah, that's all. Then with the with my favorites, I'm always thinking about um if they lived, you know, like uh, John Lennon, like people like that. Like, oh, I'm always like if they lived, mm-hmm. but it's sad because like we have to say it about him, like if he lived, do- but he was saying that, oh, I'll be dead he literally said on audio and you know i'll be dead you know i'll be dead soon you know uh, most people that have like high like a lot of thoughts and stuff they've realized that they're like uh not gonna you know they have th- things going on yeah and uh so you said the top three i can't do the top three but uh Patricia neil I have Colin Quinn because Colin Quinn is like he kind of was like. He he was like he he'd be like Patrice, what do you have to say about this? Mm-hmm. He would say one thing, and everyone would like not laugh. And he'd be like, all right, what do you have to say about it? Then he was, Colin, Colin, you're Irish, you're not white. Get the fuck out. Of-. He would say something like weird like that, and everyone would laugh. And Con always relied on. Uh, Patrice, as like a fallback, when if he if he bombed, if mm-hmm. his joke bombed, he'd be like, Patrice, what's going on? And then he, you know, yeah. yeah, so he was uh, like that soundboard,
0: or um, what do you call like, it, like that, 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 um, fallback, yeah, you know, I, he, 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 yeah, you you hey. bounce ideas off him, he, he was that guy.
1: Yeah, but, but like you would say something, and then he wouldn't like say anything. Like, wow. Like, mm-hmm. pr- prior to cancel culture, like if you say something to him, and you know, like some people would be like, oh, "This guy is an evil man." And, like you, you, can like say like weird jokes just just, just to get it out there. Um, yeah, but um, yeah, man, I. I've been watching it for almost 20 years, man. And um, I can't believe it's been ten years. since okay. it's been yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a lot. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He's he's one of them people like these last like <laughs> you know, we, we we joke about it because I think we, we've said it before, like a lot of people like these comedians, um, like they basically lived off of like Trump. Like if they if Trump didn't become the president, like they wouldn't have careers, um because they the whole bit is the the whole like bit and their routine is is Trump and it's like now that Trump's not president, you see a lot of them like disappearing. So I'm I'm uh, like these last four years is definitely like a time where you think like damn, I really I I really miss like Patrice O'Neill because. I think he would have been here to like help us find the human and all of this shit, like everything that has yeah. happened um, between his death and and now. Like, like I couldn't like obviously like I think the the Me Too thing, like the the serious shit that actually happened. Like, he he would have obviously been sensitive to that. Like, I think he 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 was he was that um at least that like um had that that pre. common had yeah, that
1: like, like common sense um like pre 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 before it happened like he was talking about it before it happened type of if you notice
0: not just that one but it, not just that but like he he, he, he would have been aware of like the seriousness of it mm. but i think like the more like questionable like Um, accusations, because it was like, you know, the Me Too thing. It was obviously a lot of serious shit, like the shit like Harvey Weinstein was doing was fucked Hmm. up. So he would have said shit about that. And then but it was also like a lot of like, just like dumb shit. Like I have seen a lot of of people was just like, yeah, like so-and-so like hit, you know, I was serving uh, oh, I worked on this movie with like so-and-so and he said like um, like he liked my like eyes, and I, I felt violated, like that type of shit. And I'm like, listen, I'm not trying, like, I'm not making a shit up. Like, look it up. There was stuff along those lines, mm-hmm. and I know one situation where he would have definitely, um, had like a lot of funny shit to say. Mm-hmm. And if like this guy was smart, and I know who the the the, the person involved in the whole thing like he he likes to um you know um thread that line of like oh i'm like a feminist guy and da, 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 and i don't want to i don't want to ruffle feathers blah, blah 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 but like that z's on sorry shit like if if he if patrice o'neill was around to talk about that shit it would have been hilarious i would have paid hmm. money pay-per-view just to hear him talk about, um, like, man could have made, like, a only fans account or some shit like that just for his comedy if, like, it wasn't like, you know, uh, if it wasn't, you know, I hate to, to say it, like, politically correct enough for everybody to the point that, like, you had to specifically become a subscriber to his shit just to hear him. Um, I would have paid like whatever the amount was to hear him talk about like Aziz Ansari and this woman just like, you know, having like a dude she slept with being, you know, regretting sleeping with a dude like, and then trying uh, to save, like, the
1: <laughs> I know. I, I, hey, I could I could tell stories about bad dates before. The whole thing is bad dates, you know? Yeah. So is
0: that it? Is that
1: is that it? Bad dates?
0: Yeah. So it's um it would have been interesting to see what happened, and like Mike said, it's it's um it's sad that you got to be like man, if if he would have lived on, because that's all you could do. You could just if, um
1: yeah, yeah. The whole you know keep thinking about it stuff, but uh yeah, but Chase O'Neill is definitely um my top five, um and every single person. Died at very young age. He was forty in his early forties. Eh. So every uh,
0: single person in your top five?
1: They all die young or younger. You know. Because yeah. yeah, he does I mean
0: like Sam Kinison. Then
1: Sam yeah. Kinison was like really young. Mm-hmm. Um, and him, you know, it sucks. But, but the saddest thing about. Um, Patrice O'Neal is that he said, I'll be dead! He'd be like, I'll be dead in three years. He mm-hmm. kept saying, like, I'm gonna be dead. And then, like, you know, alright. Yeah. No, I'm not right. That was probably
0: like his... That's probably why he had that high level of, like, fuck it in his system. And just, yeah. yeah. I'm it was, just, do- hey, I, I know, like, Again, like I said, that's why I, I, I have to um... like what? Respectfully disagree with Robert Kelly because I think like when you—that's the way you gotta look at shit. It's just like when I die, like ain't shit else gonna matter but me. So why, why would I care about what this person says or that person says? And I think like perhaps like his 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 own awareness of his mortality, like enabled him to to really like speak candidly. And like I said, he just gave his thoughts. Like a lot of his stuff it could come off as like misogynistic but he never like i don't think he ever like demeaned women like oh like you know like women you should just be happy like you got rights he was just like not like a lot of his shit was you know a lot of this you know we we talked about like the um with the the um basically like watering the the kind of like um the weakening of 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 men like this this idea that men can't be like manly anymore like that was one of the things like he fought against and this was like 10 years this is like 10 years before all what we're talking about now and it's like wait uh,
1: no 95 20 years
0: no, but the point right. I'm saying, but I'm I, as recently as ten years ago, oh, like he, okay. before he died, he was talking about this. Shit. He was just like I don't like this culture where you're telling like men like they're supposed to be like not like men. Like if mm-hmm. if you want like he, he he was basically like yo, if you wanna do manly shit, like you should be able to do manly shit. Like it shouldn't be this um idea that. You're
1: um I don't know just this whole 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 nah, no no I, I totally agree. I i just read an article, we'll end with this. I just read an article about how I read an article, it said why aren't men reading an anymore? <laughs> oh I looked at the uh,
0: that no, no, I was just saying you said I read an article like 15 times. So I was like, Oh <laughs> no, <laughs> you read an article about you reading
1: an article. Oh, I, 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 wait, check it out though, like like <laughs> I looked at an article. Mm -hmm. and he said why are men men anymore i'm like because he told us we're not supposed to be men anymore you fucking asshole then if i say that it's like local podcaster um white supremacist like 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 what the fuck like Mm -hmm. he's just like you know
0: yeah but he but it's it's wallah he had that um it's wild like foresight. He had, that foresight yeah that, that like this was the yeah like this was the direction we were heading where like men you know um and when i say like men yeah, yeah, yeah. like i'm not saying like men becoming effeminate or that or this other yeah, third yeah. but just like your convictions of, of being like manly he was just like i'm not not with that shit like you could like, and I saw. I always say like, I always say like, I'm anti-feminist, but I'm pro-female empowerment. But I like, mm-hmm. I mean, because I, I think I said a lot of shit, and I gotta explain it now so that it won't be, I'm not taking it out of context. But I, I mean, like, I like the idea of women like lifting themselves up and lifting other women, women up, without mm-hmm. having to like put men down, like, like. Yeah. that's what i i'd like you know what i'm saying that's why i say i'm anti-feminist like feminism to me is just like yeah. we're women like we're fighting like because you know they say patriarchy so it's like we're fighting patriarchy um white patriarchy. and they just and and well patriarchy in general because they do the shit to the black men yeah. too yeah. um okay because, you know, I've said it before, like, they try to say, like, black men are the white man, the white street men. Black street men are the white street men of black people, but I'm saying, like, they, they I'm for, like, for, I'm for female empowerment. Like, I like seeing women doing shit. Like, I like the fact that the vice president of the United States is a woman. I would have liked the fact that Hillary Clinton who should have won in 2016 would have been our first female president. I like the idea of everybody being able to, you know, say I can, I want to be this and I can be this, you know what I'm saying? Hmm. Uh, Whereas uh, I think like society is headed in a way where it's like, all right, we're going to make men um, just really subordinate Submissive people rather than let's make women more empowered and um fortified people, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think there's a world where you can have both. Like, I think men can be men, and I think women can be really strong women, and we can all live together. That's the world I want to see, and I think that was the type of world that. Patrice O'Neill wanted to see too. I don't think he was like, he, he, like, he had women on there talking about his act, and none of them was like, none of them, like, I said, Bonnie McFarlane, and she said, like, yeah, some of the shit he kind of, like, it seemed like he went too far. Like, I don't know, was like, whoa. Well, all of them, they basically were like, you know, he, that's just, you know, I, that's my idea. His girlfriend too, like, people, she talked about people coming up to her and saying, like, how do you live with him? Like life, life like, like your life must be horrible. Like blah 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 blah. She's like, nah, like he loves me, he cares about me, blah, blah blah blah. And like she get like if you watch the thing and you hear the women in his life talk about him, everything that you could fix your mouth to say about him and his act, like, oh, he's a misogynist, oh, he hates women. Like, his mom, his sister, his Mm. stepdaughter, his fiance, like, all of them said, like, he was a really loving and caring individual. Like, we didn't touch on it, but his sister, when his sister said, Mm. you know, they'd go to the the Y or whatever. And, you know, because they had to go together. And she'll sit down and read a book. While he played basketball or whatever. And then when he was done, he would come to her and say, What did you learn from that book? And she'd say, I learned this, da da da. And he's like, Nah, you didn't, you missed the whole point. Like, read it again. Like, this is what you're supposed to get from the book. So, you know, if, if that's a misogynist, <laughs> you know, a person that wanted his sister to be intelligent, uh, intelligent, the type of person that looked at his mom as um like really um celebrated his mom a person who cared enough for his fiancee that when she got pregnant even though he personally felt that they should terminate the pregnancy he left the choice on her i mean he 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 he, he totally understood that the choice was on her and the woman The woman, like in his in his life and his in his death, worships him, and then you got his stepdaughter who he he loved, even though she wasn't his child. He loved her as if he as if she was his own, and he made her feel better about herself. And she seemed like, and when she was talking, she seemed like a really confident young woman, and I think he had a heavy hand on that. So if you try to say, like, he's a misogynist because he said this and he said that, like, you're missing a point in, in my thing. And I'm sorry, Mike, I went on for a whole thing.
1: But. Oh, I, I totally agree with you. It's bullshit because if I don't say what I feel, so I'm saying, if I said the same thing, I would have the same thing. I would feel the same way. Um. So if I disagree with a woman, I'm a misogynist. I don't do anything, like, you know. Um, I I would be angry and also like the whole thing with the uh, pricey thing. He's so sensitive. He is so like, you know. Oh, I want a baby so much. He was obviously you know imbalanced. You know he, he could have been bipolar and stuff like that. Obviously a lot many comedians are. Um, but like he kept the thing in and if it's true, I don't know. She said it. But uh, put in 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 the draw, comedians are very so sensitive that they like say the most outrageous shit and then be like they would say like okay I'm sorry I shouldn't say that you know but you know that's Patrice. Yeah,
0: he kept uh, he kept uh, up. Bob Williams. He kept the pregnancy test. I think he kept it as like a, a memory. Not a memory or, a or just a symbol of the life that he um knew he wasn't gonna be able to have um yeah. unfortunately because of his his illness and it's, uh, it's, it's just tragic and it's sad but man like on a positive note, I'm just really glad that um, you know you know they got together his friends his um managers and his family to just talk about like him and they really and, and and as you saw like a lot of people never held hunch like nobody held punches on it it was like you know listen you know people were gonna come on here <laughs> they was like you know we're not gonna come on here and talk about him like he was like <laughs> Jesus Christ like the dude was Keith, a an asshole, but Keith he was a Keith Robinson. An asshole.
1: Keith Robinson. You got the dude we we met. You know everyone was like that was what they would do the whole thing. They, they would like meet up and they would be like break balls. Mm-hmm. Me and you we bust balls. You know, yeah. but we, you know, and we I think it was it was
0: the one dude. I um I think I think it was Jim Norton. I said it he was like you know like i don't even fucking know how me and him became friends i just know i hated him and then one day (laughs) he was just the best friend i ever had in my life and i was just like yeah you know i have friendships like that too it was just like all right like when the hell did i start liking this guy but um (laughs) yeah it was great to 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 hear um to to see uh dedicated two hours um yeah on him and just learn about him and his life and like I said if you never if you listen to this and you never watched um Patrice O'Neal or never heard of him just look up his YouTube clips um, if somehow some way you can get your hands on Elephant in the Room his special like check it out like you'll be a- a- amazed and it don't matter even if like everything like he's about you're against like you can not you're not going to watch that with a stone face all the whole time like he will crack yeah. you up Final thoughts. Mike, what you got?
1: Okay, so we talked about a bunch of things today for the 40th episode, which is shocking that we're already on 40, which is a good thing. Um, Rush Dillonville. So uh, my final thoughts on Rush is that he was always a presence in my life and not for the right reason. You know, There's no right reasons for him to be in my life, but my dad would like hate watch him. He'd be like, "Fuck you!" Like he would like wait for a pause, like during the whole like, uh, Clinton, uh, uh, Hillary Clinton is uh, is like nineteen ninety (laughs) five. Like she, she is a. Lesbian, alien, cock-sucking, whatever. really like, say weird stuff, and then my uh, my dad Didn't was he like, say, "Wait, wait fuck was you. It, wasn't
0: he the one I said the the um Michelle Obama is an ape in heels? I think he was the the one I said that."
1: Well, yeah, we, we also have we also have the uh, Navidad hose. That was the other guy. That's that dumb. Shit, yeah. Yeah, fucking, he's one. dead too. He's uh, dead too. So, we're we we're, we're, um, we're, we're, we're progressing. Oddly enough, uh,
0: Patrice O'Neal actually defended Don IMS. That's why I thought it'd be. Interesting. You know why yeah. he
1: would say it? Was he saying it like as like a as a you know as a joke, or was he being serious? Like where he'd be like, "I get what he's saying." Well, it then could,
0: it could have been just. So uh, we'll look at the YouTube clips. Yeah, after this, <laughs> and then
1: then we'll we'll come to our conclusion. Or yeah. next week. Yeah, so that's the whole thing. Is like you have to leave every episode we do. Mm-hmm. Me and Chuck, we always talk about stuff, but we have this whole gap where we're like, "All right, so you can say this," and then we so we talk about other things too. Like um, it's always a theme. Um, I want people to say the stupidest shit ever, but. With gentlemen like Rush, um, they built a whole two generations of individuals that led to the insurrection in America, in our capital. Um, so it's like you know you, you you all right hey let let these fuckers just talk and stuff and we let them talk and stuff, but it's come to the uh, pinnacle where it's like, holy shit man these people are fucking armed you know, the whole thing, but uh, Patrice O'Neill, um, with my, um, my final thoughts on that is the same thing, okay, with just words, you could say things, you could be like, um, I could say something about, like, you know, my woman, you know, my wife or whatever, um, people would be like, oh my god, this guy's misogynist, all right, let me finish the punchline. Let me do the punchline. But then the punchline never comes because people are so like, they they don't understand like uh, humor and stuff. So that's what I got. So if I connect uh, Patrice with like, our first comment is, if I make a joke, they'd be like, oh yeah, women are bad. And he was just like, Laying shit out, you know, doing you know therapeutic comedy, like with my favorite guys, and and that's the that's the whole thing. Where like I'm not, I don't understand how no one gets like satire and stuff. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. like, so I'm like, you know, like I could say something, and people are like, oh, this guy wants like they overtake the government, and then someone actually like. Takes tries to take over the government, but I was just doing like a like a satire or a joke or something. Um, yeah, so you know, with the Bachelor, um, I was surprised that's already already over soon. Uh, I'm shocked. Um, I think that we should all come together and have should be the next Bachelor. That that's. I keep Mm-mm. pushing it. Fill full the ballot, and then stop the account. Stop the stop, <laughs> stop the ballot. Stop, stop the ballot. Stop the, the
0: ballot. Stop the ballot, and
1: then
0: stop the count. Stop hey, the count. <laughs> I used
1: to I used to take all the um the all star things for uh, mob like stuff call, it and be like and, like pump them out. So I'm yeah,
0: call, I'm gonna call Chris Chris Harrison. I'm gonna call Chris Harrison on the phone and be like Chris uh, Chris. Mm-hmm. you need to
1: find these eleven thousand votes i need them where's Ted? where are they where's, where's Ted? yeah so uh what about you what's going on with uh your final thoughts yeah
0: my final thoughts man uh rush limbaugh i you know it, it's it's always in bad taste unfortunately um to talk ill of the dead but oh you know at the same time bro like Nobody ever says, like, man, like, damn, like Hitler, like, can't, like, like Hitler, like, he was like the fear of Germany. So you got to show some kind of like compassion. Like, you shouldn't, you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't, you don't do that. Not, and, and you shouldn't. Like, you got to call people out for how they, they lived and the pain and suffering that they cause people. And Rush Limbaugh, he had, you know, like Mike kind of insinuate or floated that I did. I, the whole shit's like an act and it's all done to like make money and stuff like that. But the things he says, it, 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 even if it is an act, like it has real life implications or reper- or repercussions. Like a lot of shit he says probably influenced people like um the the kid who shot up the church in like Charleston. Um, it could have influenced uh Sandy Hook. It could have influenced George Zimmerman to 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 think like, oh, like this little black boy walking around my neighborhood, like he's gotta be dangerous. Like, so it, oh. it does have like real life implications. So fuck um fuck him. I hope he's in hell.
1: Like honestly. The uh, 95. What year is that again? The um the uh, Oklahoma. Uh, Oklahoma City bombing. Yeah, I mean, I'm not too aware of um,
0: you know, the stuff he was saying back then. I, I don't, I haven't gone back that far. I could just remember from my memory of of knowing about him from like the mid 2000s, um, up until his death. And I still find it astounding that like he got uh, uh like basically that that Metal Freedom. You know, we alluded to it in the segment that like, in, in actuality, it's like the highest civilian honor you could be given. It's like being knighted in, in the UK um, yeah. and he, he, he doesn't deserve to be um, celebrated like that. Um, and I always think of, of people like him uh ingram bill o'reilly hannity tucker carlson alex jones like they these people like i think of like america as like a car just driving and trying to get towards per- per- perfection and it's like a dirt road and those people are like a mud trap like a like a mud pit that you get stuck in and it just holds America back from moving forward and just reaching, you know, the pinnacle of being the great nation that it could be. Um, And the other thing, the other way I think he works is like somebody like him, I think of like, you know, back in the day when you used to watch cartoons and they had, you know, the conscience where it'd be a little angel or a little, and a little devil on your shoulder. And I think like, uh, Rush Limbaugh, he was like the little devil in like America's ear telling them like, we're not bad. Um, gays are bad. Immigrants are bad. Blacks are thugs. Uh, Muslims are terrorists and, and all of that shit. And, and all of that talk is just holding America back from being, you know, the great nation that we have to continue to strive to be. Like, the work is never going to be done there. We have to keep progressing. And I think people like him, they hold us back. And for that reason, that's why I don't – I can't, you know, say, like, oh, like, you know, nice things about Russell Limbaugh, and I choose to say bad things about him when he does. So, you know, like I said, I was really, like um, – I I, I I was really – relieved to find out that like he he was gone like sorry to say um but it does bring me on to patrice o'neill because like i always say is um how you're remembered is how you lived and rush limbaugh lived to be um a cancerous piece of shit and he died and will be remembered as one and patrice o'neill just lived to be like a funny motherfucker and he's gonna be remembered for that but also in this special we learned that he was a great friend we learned he was a great son we learned he was a great um fiance we learned he was a great step step parent um we learned he was a great brother um we learned that he was a great inspiration because people like Patrice O'Neill, like whether you 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 know it or not, like me and Mike, we I think we opened the segment saying that that like you know people like him and these other stand-up comedians, they um this the idea of expressing things that are on your mind and your worldview is the type of thing that inspired us to do this show. So he definitely had a hand in that, and I'm glad like Mm. um he was given his flowers. And uh, you know, people like us who knew him or knew about him and followed him got to celebrate his life and that people who weren't familiar with him um, were introduced to him. So, and I said, he's, he's top three. Um, number two for me behind Dave and number two in front of Eddie Murphy. And it's one of them things where you got to say like, wow, maybe if he would have been, if he would have lived longer and he had more and more specials or he found his, you know, place where he could have had a show um, or some kind of like platform, who knows, it could have been this. I I, I think he like during like a part of it, he kind of like offhandedly like mocked like podcasts, but you look at Joe Rogan, maybe he would have been yeah. on... Maybe he would have been on that wave. Like, he would have been, like... I don't know. He would have had, like, a podcast, and he would have been, like, hilarious, or he would have had some kind of, like, show somewhere.
1: No, no. Patrice would be, he, he'd he be like, why the fuck am I going to talk for four hours a day? He'd be like, fuck you, you know? He, that's the whole thing, is that like he wouldn't want to talk. He's like, no, 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 no. I don't want I'm not going to be forced to talk to you. And That was the whole thing with uh, Patrice, like... Uh, you know from what we're seeing from the thing where it's like when i when he wants to say something he'll say something and it was much like Dave Chappelle, too yeah, yeah. so
0: like, like, a, like I said it's one of the things that side you could say you like like that all you can say is what could have been because who knows over the last yeah. 10 years maybe he would have surprised um Dave for me um but it's sad um then the Bachelor almost at the finish line. Can't wow. wait to see what happens. You know, Mike seems mm-hmm. really interested in Chris Harrison and how um that's gonna well, not the final episodes. Yeah, um see how they deal with that. So we'll see how that goes. And it's one thing about like the bachelor, like you know, like I said, Matt isn't like the most interesting um person he doesn't have like the most um uh enthusiastic i want to say enthusiastic i don't know he doesn't have like the most entertaining personality and the women on the show they don't have uh, interesting personality much either so i usually have to watch the show while drinking like um a couple beers and, and stuff like that, which brings me to announce that sugar Reviews The Brews is back mm-hmm. on YouTube. And I've put together um, so many videos and scheduled so many videos that I'll, I think there'll be a new video dropping every, a new beer review dropping, like, at least every, like, two to three days over the next... um. The rest of this month and next month, and I have some that I haven't even done yet, um, that I haven't edited into um the 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 YouTube format. They're still raw, so I still have to edit those down. And the supermarket where I live, they got a huge beer selection, so I'm always going to be doing new ones. So be on the lookout for that. Um, they're really some of them are like long but that's very few of them but for the most part a lot of them are like four to five minutes and it's just a quick review of beers and just um letting you guys try it out and Mike suggested that um anybody watching the YouTube channel or commenting on this podcast um uh, if y'all got any suggestion for some beers if I can get my hands on them um subject to, to that I'll um, try to do some um, do some requests, do some um, some suggestions, and do do um, videos. Uh, Mike, any announcements on anything?
1: Yeah, so um, you know, I'm a big uh, wrestling mark, pro wrestling mark. Um, uh, A year ago this week, uh, I did a trivia contest uh, in a bar with people around me you know it was like you know we could do it back then a year ago um but in all seriousness um so i I have the saint jude um fundraiser it's going to be in my he's gonna puke um bio i know it's a silly name but he's it's there now um i've been doing a bunch of uh you know, trivia contests and stuff with with this particular, uh, you know, group. Um, so basically we're, like, we're raising money. Uh, we're trying to get to, like, 500 or 1,000. Um, raising money. It's always going to be in my, he's going to puke, um, bio. Um, when this drops, it's uh, February 27th is the deadline so you know if you're listening um you know drop a lot you know help out, help help out some kids you know because that that's that's my favorite uh fundraiser which is like a weird thing to say but yeah I, you know kids they you know the whole thing yeah shout out to
0: um, st jude's because uh, they i see you commercials when i'm watching um General Hospital and stuff, so I'm familiar with them, and they always um, tug my heartstrings, and I, I I um donate to them when I can, also. Um, but also on our YouTube channel, we had like a video up. Some of you may have seen it, but we ran into some like copyright stuff. But it was us talking about like the Royal Rumble and stuff. So we'll see if we could get that fixed for the people that haven't seen it. Um
1: but uh huh yep. is up now it's uploading now okay, so cool. we yeah so um
0: and then i'm wrapping up my um series on the history of african americans in baseball on the block seats so if you haven't seen the first two check those out but by the time this episode airs uh part three should be out so if you want to watch all three um i really put a lot of work into it a lot of research into it a lot of things i i I thought i could just like shoot off the cuff on because i really um like study the history of baseball especially the negro leagues um it always interests me but in doing the research i learned a lot of things I didn't even know beforehand. So I I'm really, really excited to share all that with um you guys. So check those out. Um and this has been Sug me the Mooney. We're a man. We're
1: 40. Talk to us <laughs> Oh my god. 40th, I forgot. Shook me the Mooney.
0: Yeah, so Shook Me the Mooney. Shook me the Mooney. Shook me the Mooney. We out here.